If there is one thing I can say with a certainty, it's that I have no idea what women want. So I've come up with an idea to try to figure out what the hell do women want. So I am going to start critiquing the most popular chick flicks, the movies that all the girls love, just like I did with The Notebook. I'm going to start that tonight. And the movie, I actually got this as a request. I was going to do Titanic, but it's like 19 years long. So I got a request to watch Pretty Woman. So I've never seen this before. I've seen bits and pieces. I kind of know like the premise of this movie, but I really have never paid attention to it. So I'm going to give you my thoughts, my insights about this movie. Hopefully you enjoy it. And I'm going to keep these coming. So this is going to be season two of King of Corona is critiquing women's movies. (laughs) Oh, man, this is weird. All right. So I am a single straight male and I got divorced. I was married for 13 years and I started dating uh, recently, a few months ago, got divorced the start of this year. And so I've been trying to figure out like, what do women want? Like, what do women want? I obviously didn't do a very good job in my first marriage. And so I'm working on myself. And so I'm trying to figure out though, like, what do women want? And so I came up with this idea and I'm going to start, this is an experiment for all men. I am going to try to figure out what it is, (laughs) like, what do they want? And I figure what better way than to watch all the best chick flicks by myself, study them, do a podcast and talk about them and really break them apart and pay attention to what these women like about these movies. So I'll report to you guys, you girls, hopefully this is entertaining to you as well. This is for, this is for everybody. This is, I'm going to try to figure it out. And then at the end of this experiment, we'll, we'll have, we'll have an interview. Somebody will interview me and I'll tell you what I learned from this. All right. Hopefully you guys enjoy. Tonight is. All right. Starting out, Mr. Gray hair, man. He's like this big wig businessman. And so he gets that phone call from his secretary. Um, and this is a pretty, this is pretty woman. So I am going to be breaking down pretty woman. I've never seen it. I don't, I can't remember the name of anybody on the show. I know like what it's about, but I'm going to give you the inside. But anyway, Mr. Gray man, um, he's Mr. Big Wig. And so you can just tell right off the bat, this guy's like that cocky dick i mean the way he talked to his secretary and she's like i'm always at your beck and call and he says well if it's as good a time as any blah, blah, blah. and then he basically fires her and it's like you can just tell right off the bat this guy's got he's gonna have some humbling coming his way so he can get pretty woman all right this is a good start because edward he's just like us idiot guys so he runs into his like old girlfriend in the hallway and basically says, did you talk to my secretary more than you talked to me when we were dating? And she basically said, yes. And it's like, he's clueless. He's like, what? It's like, when you look back on previous relationships and you're like, what in the hell was I doing? He's having that moment right now that that self-realization that, oh, I suck. Okay, I'll get back with you guys. So typical guy move. I missed the very start. I, well, I thought it was his secretary he was talking to. It was his girlfriend he was talking to. And so he basically broke up with his girlfriend. He didn't fire his secretary. <laughs> so anyway, I had to correct that because you guys were probably listening to that. Like, this guy can't pay attention already. So no, I caught up. I figured it out, so don't you guys worry. We're on the same page, okay? Don't you freak out. 
little gray-haired man just got annoyed and he's taken this race car, which it looks like the car from Back to the Future. So he's, I think he's trying to teleport into another dimension, maybe. <laughs> That's my insight so far. Anyway, I'll get back with you guys. I have to give a shout out right now. You guys can probably hear the music in the background. But it's like 80s. And there's like this funny little, uh, he's got like a sports car that's super rich. It looks like a piece of garbage. So I didn't realize how old this movie was. So this part's funny. Looks like Julia Roberts is a stripper. Uh, she lives in a shithole. She's about to walk. Richard Gere's a big actor. Julia Roberts is a big actor. I'm guessing they're probably going to run into each other. It's just my guess. It's really hilarious. The clubs and the outfits. He's <laughs> like Julia Roberts is dressed like a... I want to say, a, is it a concierge? <laughs> she looks like she's going to be holding the elevator for people at like the Hilton, but her boobs are out. So I guess that's what dudes were into during this time is girls with like the low cut tank top underneath like a Hugh Hefner robe. So that's kind of the part I'm at right now. I have a bad feeling right now that this movie is a big reason girls felt it was okay to be a hooker because if you were a hooker, you still got the good-looking rich guy and you were the wild, crazy, hot, sexy thing. And so now we have a bunch of irresponsible (laughs) women running around because they didn't get their educations during this time. So they're just all, I'm just kidding. <laughs> For some reason, I just think this is a line you guys would, I think this is a line that you guys would want me to repeat just so you can live in this moment. When they're out by the curb <clears throat> waiting for the car when she's in Hugh Hefner outfit and the car drives by and the guy yells, Hey, girls, how about a freebie? It's my birthday. And then she sticks up her two fingers and her big giant jean jacket and says, Wait, what's this thing? <laughs> Hang on, I got to rewind it real quick. One more time. Dream on with her peace sign. Dream on. This is quality movie. The stripper life looks a little fun. Um, you just stand on the corner with your friends. And then a guy just pulls up, you jump in the car, and then you just go have sex with somebody. So that part sucks, but the rest of it sounds fun. (laughs) But then they're getting like the sex part with the strangers is horrible, but the rest of it sounds kind of fun. So just got to look cute and... Just sell your soul. That's all you got to do. Okay, I'm going to have two. I don't know why my brain's going crazy tonight. I'm going to have too many thoughts. This is going to probably be like longer than the movie itself. But hopefully it keeps you entertained. But it's crazy like right out the bat how he says to her, he picks up Julia Roberts. So he's he driving away from this party. And then she's in this like whole like... She's a prostitute. <laughs> so, <laughs> so basically where it's headed is he like his car got pulled over. And so she came over and she's like, oh, baby, what you want? And he's like, oh, okay, I fixed my car. And like trying to act like he didn't actually mean to pull up there. And he's trying to act like right now it's like, oh, yeah, I just need to find direction somewhere because – I'm not a pervert, and I didn't actually stop on purpose <laughs> to try to pick up a hooker and see if she's actually cool. And then he's pleasantly surprised because she's cute. And then now they're driving, and he says, what's your name? And she goes, what do you want it to be? <laughs> and he says to her, 
what's your name? And she goes, Vivian. So it's like right there, he broke that barrier. Like, okay, like I'm not like your typical client where I am like, I'm going to call you Foxtrot 83. <laughs> and just like, this is the worst sex in the world. And so she's like pleasantly surprised right now because he actually wanted her name. Because this dude's like, seems like a real dude who's not in touch with his, what's that? I can't say that, feminine side. <laughs> He's in touch with his feminine side. So anyway, he's searching for that. What the hell is happening right now? Oh my gosh, I'm never going to get through this one. So just the conversation right now where she's explaining to him about cars. How do you know so little about cars? And he says, my first car was a limousine. So first off, he's realizing like her upbringing, she didn't have the same upbringing as him. And so she had to work fix stuff, fix her cars, get to know her cars. He was raised with a life provided. So his first car was a limousine. So there's like this, I think there's this intrigue. I was talking to, I got distracted for like an hour and a half talking to this good friend of mine, this girl, who's probably definitely going to listen to this. <laughs> but we were just talking about... Um, I told her I was doing this. I told her I was going to be watching these movies. Uh, so she's kind of wants to pick my brain. But it's interesting to me how people are on these paths. So people are on these paths. And energy, so this is what I was talking about with, my, with this girlfriend of mine. Energy just sucks people together. And so it's like the further apart you are, it's... Like, it's harder to come together. And so sometimes you're so on opposite sides of the world. Like, he was in a limousine. She was, like, this hooker. But, like, for whatever reason, they got pulled together. And now, if the energy is, like, what it's supposed to be with each other, it'll work regardless of the barriers. Whew! You make $100 an hour and you have a safety pin holding your boot up? It's got to be one of your favorite lines, I would imagine. Dang, Edward's got to sneak in Sassafras. Well, I don't know her name. I think her name's Pretty Woman. So I'll try to figure out what her name is. But he's got to sneak her in. He has this moment where he basically like realizes he's curious about her story. Because he can tell, I think he can tell, she drives the car and she drives like a maniac. So he can kind of see in her like this like this girl like lives. She does like what makes her happy. Besides the like obviously he's more responsible and like they're both just following their path, but like they're connecting because their paths are leading to the same point of energy. Oh you guys, this is gonna get weird tonight. This is gonna get very weird. I like the fact that he sneaks her in. And, like, doesn't act embarrassed by her. Just lets her kind of act like she acts. And <laughs> just shows that, like, he doesn't care. Like, he's this big wig, and he's like, who cares? That's how I feel sometimes. Like, I had this, like, insurance agency, and I was supposed to be Mr. Professional and dress all, like, in suits and ties. And I feel like a fucking retard. Can't say that word. A fucking idiot, I guess. <laughs> And so I was living this life that I wasn't happy with. And so, like, you have these, like, energies that are, like, letting themselves live. Although I do appreciate the hard work that I put into to get to, like, a career and, like, get somewhere good. But you just, when you experience energy, it's hard to ignore. And so it's just, it's cool that he's allowing her to be her. And then by doing that, she can tell that he's not like, well, I mean, she does have a big coat on, though. So he's clearly slightly embarrassed, but he's starting to own it. <laughs> All right, this is just some insight into what's happening right now in the movie. So they're up in the hotel room, and 
and he is just basically giving her money just to hang out with her. And so it's sad because I feel like this in the world, there's a lot of this where like you have a powerful man or a powerful figure and like they draw in, like they're able to do too much and like have too much control. And then this girl, she just kind of ended up where she was because of life circumstances I was just saying how it's sad that girls in life sometimes feel like that they need to give themselves to something. So like he's like this this big big wig businessman, so he's got money, so he can pay a girl for sex. And she feels like whatever happened to her in her life, she has like such a little self-worth that she's selling her body to guys. And he's just a guy that sees it for what it is and sees that it's like a horrible thing. And so it's, it's just crazy because life, like I have a bunch of different friends and it's like, we've gone down different, very different paths, but end up at the same point. Um, I guess what's, what else I was thinking about just barely, <laughs> I don't know what's going on, but like, I feel like these movies are good because the energy, like I like the energy. So I think the ones where like everybody likes it is where you have a couple like Richard Gere and Julia Roberts are just like, they have good energy. So you can feel that. So that was the same with like Jack and Rose and then Noah and Allie. It's like they had real chemistry. And like when you think about chemistry, it's energy. And energy is what is what creates that feeling inside of you. So that's why you guys like this movie. I've already figured that out. Julia Roberts drinks champagne the exact same way I drink champagne. You pour it in a glass and you chug it as fast as you can. <laughs> it's so funny because he just like the look on his face is just like, where did this girl like grow up? Because it's so it's just so funny to look at like, look at every one of these movies that you guys love. Look at them. Notebook. What happens? The ritzy, really rich girl falls for the really hardworking guy. In Titanic, what happens? Rose, the really rich, rich girl, falls in love with the like really hardworking, like creative. And so why are these movies that are drawing you to them? Because you guys like that one in a million. You like being drawn in to energy that's positive and that makes you feel like that love is real. I hope none of my guy friends listen to this stuff. I did say I'm straight. Nothing against people that aren't straight, but just want everybody to know that I like girls. <laughs> just so you guys know, I know a lot of guys, for whatever reason, think I, I come across like I might be into that. I'm not at all. Zero. So just, just so you guys know, I just have this other side to me. <laughs> crazy when uh this movie is gonna be too deep for like even myself but how he he gets so shocked by the part of the movie where she has like her hand behind her back when he walks into the bathroom because he thinks she has drugs and then she is embarrassed because she is not your typical hooker she's like a good person like i said that got pushed down a path that she shouldn't be in she made some bad choices, but deep down, she's like this beautiful person. I just said, yes, I just said she's this beautiful person. So you can take that and do whatever you want with it. I said it. You heard it here first. <laughs> very few people surprise him because very few people have integrity and are still like, in life to do the right thing for the right purpose. And so she's like flossing her teeth because if she's doing this, she's going to like take care of herself and do it the right way. <laughs> it's hard to go deep right at this moment because she's still like 
kind of doing this life, but you can just see it's sad. It's sad for this person. This is what I want for this world is this guy, Noah number two. <laughs> I forgot his name. Paul? Richard. No, Edward. Edward. Okay, Edward. He is just like looking at this girl. Like, so for me, it's hard because I have a daughter. And so it's like, I just wish that these were the type of men that were out there in the world. Like the ones that like just are looking for and like looking to do the right thing. Like he's looking at her, just letting her eat the candy and just basically like, wow, like this girl's special. It's kind of sad. This is what her life is, is what I think he's thinking. That's what I think he's thinking. So you can leave a review. King of Corona, you already know that because you're already on this. But you can go to Apple and you can leave a review. And the reason I would want you to do that is because then more of you can hear this. This craziness going on. Okay? Leave me a review. Let me know what you think. Being successful is awesome because then you can take care of a person the way that they should be. Like he could order everything on the menu for this girl the day after. Like that part, like, so like I got different perspectives I'm looking at this movie from because I'm a dad. I got a 10-year-old daughter. And so like the whole like first night hookup thing, like I've had that happen, happen a couple times and I don't know. I kind of like the old school, like courting for a little bit, and then it happens. So um, that's something I'm kind of learning about myself, which is TMI for all of you. But so I, I'm not sure how I felt about that. But I do like that he ordered everything for her, and they seem to have this connection. And so, like the the way this happened, that's what I'm saying. Like some of those boundaries are sketchy, but will you break those? Or the right, like you're going to be judged. Like you'd be judged for like bringing home a hooker. And like now you want her to be your girlfriend. But if you want that in your life, you got to face that fear. You got to face that fear. The part where she's talking about his job and how he spends a billion dollars. <laughs> he spends a billion dollars on a company and she goes, you must be pretty smart, huh? Your parents must be pretty proud of you. <laughs> that was funny. It's kind of like stealing cars and breaking them down for the parts. Like his job, he buys businesses and then he breaks them down and sells them as smaller businesses. And then he makes more on like the one-fifth, like the that 25% than he would on the whole. And then it's funny though how like society would justify like a – like those used car lots as shady. But then when you look at like professions, like where you're in money, that the stuff you do isn't like 20 million times shadier. Am I right? Julia Roberts is horrible at singing. In here. Horrible. So I got this thought about... Um, my favorite part so far in this movie was when she had the dental floss. And the reason I think that kind of like, that's like the best part of the movie, because there's that song by Blake Shelton. It's who are you when I'm not looking? And the things you do when you're alone, like me sitting creepily in my living room doing a podcast while watching a chick flick, like who are you? <laughs> <laughs> who are you when I'm not looking? That's who I am. I'm sitting here trying to learn about how to be like better in a relationship and I'm making it public for you guys to use me. And I'm going to give you these tidbits, but Julia Roberts was somebody that like was flossing her teeth and he was pleasantly surprised. And it's like in life, you don't have that many like pleasant surprises and so when you have that happen, it's something that you want so bad because you have so many like things that happen that aren't 
good surprises. Like you have a lot of bad surprises. And so when you have a pleasant surprise, it's like a breath of fresh air. So I'm taking this like to this whole way too weird level, obviously. But like to follow along with uh, who are you when I'm not looking. It's just, it's so cool. Like for Richard Gere, so the barriers he has to overcome is what everybody in life has to overcome because everybody, you're you're kind of pushed down a path until you have like a full working brain, which is usually like around like 26, 27. So like a lot of what's happened to you, even though you think you're like making the choices and stuff, like science will say that your brain doesn't develop until like your late 20s. And so you're not really able to like start choosing for yourself what you want. So I was talking, I was thinking about, this with, I was talking to this friend of mine again, and I was just saying how like, it sucks because people have to push through those barriers. Like you don't want to push through those barriers, but they exist. And so like for him, for Richard Gere, his character, he has to take the judgment. Like he's with these ritzy people. He has a nice house. He's got the nice car. And so like, he has an expectation on what he's supposed to be. And like, he doesn't want to be that. And like, he just wants to be himself and he wants to connect with somebody that appreciates who the fuck he is, like who he is, not like what he makes or how big of a party he can throw, but like how deep can you connect with that person when you're alone? And when you start to lose that connection, then that's a sad thing. And so like, I've had that happen where I have that deep connection with somebody and then like you let it disappear and like you let things in life and barriers and religions and things get between you and something super special. And so you want to find somebody that's willing to like do that with you. How excited she gets about $3,000. That's sad. People listening to this, the world is abundant. If you're making, if you're not making a lot of money, there's a whole world out there. There's a lot of businesses. There's a lot of opportunity. And so don't, don't, don't get super excited and stuck on something like $3,000. Keep growing. Keep moving. So, a few things. First, when her friend finds out about the $3,000, <laughs> or she tells her friend about the $3,000 she's making, that's kind of rude to do to your friend. But then the friend goes, like, um, yeah, I'm like, I wish I would have not given you that guy. And it's like, uh, pretty sure it wouldn't be in the same <laughs> the same place it is now if you went so that's a, that's funny butterfly effect right there what if the other one gets in the car fate that's what that one was it's a movie i get it yeah but you could see how like those two little there are two little paths right there that could have happened all right the one could have gone never would have met her think about it it's also really sad, the uh, segregation that happens. Like, she's in the wrong part of town, so she's used to being, like, in the, the slummy part. So now she's on this rich side, so she walks in that hotel, and they basically treat her like she's garbage. She's a human being. But, like, how that segregation, it's not just, like, races, but it's, like, um, economic status. I was thinking about, like, country clubs, golf country clubs and, like, hillbillies. Like, <laughs> I play golf, and I'm pretty good. Like, I'm like a two handicap. So if you guys know what anything about golf, like, that's pretty good. Like, that means I usually get par, and then, like, sometimes I get birdies, sometimes I get bogeys. But for the most part, I hit par. So, anyway, I'm like a hillbilly at heart. And so, like, I'm drawn to the sport of golf because I like golf, but I like Happy Gilmore golf. So I like to like be myself and like be on a country club and like, why can't I experience that green grass and that beautiful view 
because I'm wearing jeans and a cut-off flannel shirt. Right? Like, isn't that... Those are the people living life. Like, this summer, I was flannel Tyler. I was wearing cut-off shirt, flannel. I had a mohawk shaved into my head. And that's, like, what I'm going to continue to do because that is what life is all about, living. I like the fact that he's starting to shut... So they got starting to shut basically down his uh, like relationships, some of the relationships. Like you can tell his little buddy, George Costanza <laughs> from Seinfeld. You can tell that character, he wants to like talk with them and be like, what happened with that girl, man? Was she hot? And he's like being respectful and saying like, nobody, you know. And like he's kind of got this like, intrigued to what he's doing right now because he's never done this before he's never followed his like true feelings and pursued something selfishly this movie has got too many insights how she comes back from the store with a dress and then that guy that was a jerk to her now she's like so nice to him and says like thank you that place was great and he's shocked because he's never seen like like realness most people are just like eh and just like don't act like other people are people and then when he he calls the hotel and says don't answer the phone and then talks to her and says i'll be in the hotel lobby and then calls back she picks up again he says don't answer the phone that part was funny how nice was it of that old man when she's feeling stupid at that table to address it Why do we always try to avoid the elephant in the room? He addresses the fact that she doesn't know which fork is for what. Just says, like, I never knew which one went with which. Like, if you get to a status and you start feeling like you're better than people, check yourself before you wreck it, wreck it, wreck yourself. (laughs) She eats the leaf. (laughs) The decoration off the ice cream. So sad because it's like some people just don't have like the upbringing. So it'd be so fun for these uppity people to experience like their, their like, their life. Go see what they have been through. You and I are very similar people. We both screw people for money. Like to relate on a concept that deep with such different paths. Think about that. Same lesson, different paths. Happens all the time. It's cute when she is up in the room. She's doing the thing where she's trying to fall off the balcony, making him laugh. And then she brings out this like inner good guy in him and says, so he's trying to screw over that guy and buy this business. And then just sell it and break it apart. And the guy's like, I don't want to sell to you if you're going to do that. And so she basically calls him out and says, I think you like this guy. You could tell deep down he can't separate his like emotions from business because that's not how people are meant to be. Your emotions should be involved in stuff because if you take it out of it, you're making decisions with your head and not your heart. And everything should be made with your heart. <sighs> All right, I'm an hour and one minute into this. I think I've recorded more on my podcast than I've watched. I've had two very long conversations with two important people to me in the middle of trying to watch this, which has actually been a good thing because I'm trying to work on relationships. So I'm giving my time to people that appreciate me. So. Anyway, he just had that scene where he, it's another piano. So like these dudes and these girls. So like if I really like a girl, I think I need to take her somewhere with a piano. Because for some reason, piano just screams like, let's do it. So they just like, he just went downstairs. He was kind of like upset. And she was like, where is he? And then he, she goes looking for him. And he can just tell like, this girl likes me. Like for real. And then, so they just have this, like, awesome hookup moment. So you girls love that. I know that. It's obvious. 
He tags her shopping. Says he's going to spend a really offensive amount of money on her. So he's spoiling this girl pretty quick. So it's obvious, like, uh, he's, he's got the full package going on here. It's hard for her not to want this dude. Uh, we just had the pretty woman music playing in the background where she's getting all dolled up. First off, that sucks. She's got to, like, dress a certain way and try to fit into this society now, which is cool. But, like, you got to be all, like, just got to buy that stupid little outfit with a hat and, like, look that way to fit in with this crowd. So that's disappointing because I think she looked better in that little mini skirt and those big black boots. <laughs> But I was thinking about that scene because you could tell she just felt like very appreciated. So I think girls, that's what they're looking for is like a guy that just wants to like take care of them. And so they feel appreciated. I think that's what they want. Sometimes it feels like that's not what they want. Um, <laughs> I'm back. <laughs> but it's so, this is like so much in this movie. And it's like, I don't understand how there's this much packed into this. I've watched an hour and six minutes, but he's talking to little George Costanza and just saying how he used to love to play with blocks when he was a kid, building blocks, and he doesn't build anything anymore. I was talking to my same friend, that girlfriend of mine, and I was telling her how I was that kid, and I came up with this quote tonight. And it's, it was me and her were talking about how we lived life when we were kids. And my motto would have been life, fuck yeah. Like I was that one, I think I was one, almost two, jumping off the diving board at the pool. People would bring videotapes and videotape me <laughs> jumping off and swimming to the side by myself like a little baby. Because I've always been this daredevil and I've always like... Just had this in me. And so everybody like wants to get in touch with their roots. And when you start to let yourself, you start to become like this new, better person. And so he's realizing right now he sold stuff that was important to him to become this tech or this uh, financial mega millionaire. <laughs> Goodbye. Dude's worked on his problems in the bathtub. He mentions that he uh, he was angry with his father and did therapy. So that's important step. Go get work. Do work on yourself. Do counseling. Read good books. Don't just like keep being a piece of shit. I never realized how funny Julia Roberts was. <laughs> this girl says to her, uh, he's the most eligible bachelor where all, everybody wants to be with him. And she goes, well, I'm not trying to be with them. I'm just using him for sex. And she walks over and starts rooting on the horses like, hoo, 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 hoo. So it's like almost like a comedy. They don't, this should be like a romantic comedy. That's what this should fall in. No wonder why you came looking for me. She asks him, are these your friends? And she, he says, yeah, I spend time with them. No wonder you came looking for me. That's pretty insightful stuff right there. Because his life and his friends, they're not the genuine get deep, be real. They're just, let's make money. Let's do a toast to our money, how much money we make. And it's like, what if they didn't have that? How deep's their connection? So here's how you find out your friend's a real douche. When he tells, he basically tells little George Costanza, that's his name, sorry, there's no other name for that guy, but tells him because this guy's prying into his business. And so to basically put his mind at ease, he goes, I picked her up, she's a hooker. Then douche comes over and he's like, hey, I know you're a hooker. And like totally like screws his friend over. So don't do that. If you think you have a friend, don't go behind their back and screw them over. It's not cool. 
I have never had somebody make me feel as cheap as you did today. So she's a hooker. She works on the street corner. And she says, I've never had somebody make me feel so cheap. Because he told the friend that she was a hooker. So he put her up and, like, made her feel special just to basically, like, undo that by telling people that she's a hooker. And so that's some pretty good insight because words are important. And if you say the wrong words and you do something, this is a this is like a classic me mistake and guy mistake. You say something you don't mean because you don't realize how important words can be. Am I right? Am I right? You hurt me. Don't do it again. Girls get hurt. Guys, we don't realize it. Girls get hurt deep. And then we don't acknowledge it. Big mistake. So, you know, these are things I'm realizing right now also. (laughs) So the really important question to ask ourselves right now, without the money, could the rest of us pull this off? The answer comes from the notebook. Just because this guy has money, he was able to get this girl because of his, like, core beliefs and who he is. And he's showing that he wants to be true to what's right. So just know, you don't need all that money. It would be helpful, though, if you're a good guy and you can give her a $250,000 necklace to wear. That's going to help your odds. (laughs) So if you have it, use it to your advantage. I'm curious about his insight on the opera. He says, if you go to the opera the first time and you love it, it becomes like part of your soul. You can grow to appreciate it, but it will never be like part of you unless you love it right off the bat. She's like really liking it. And it's like, this is cool for her to experience these things she's never experienced. So that's kind of your goal as a guy is to figure out how to let new experiences come in. Same with the girl. Try to get the guy to have experiences he hasn't had, grow, push each other. Dang. I should become a marriage counselor after I do this. (laughs) I like the opera so much, I almost beat my pants. (laughs) She says that to that old grandma. Oh, I like this girl. If you are anything like this girl, hit me up. (laughs) Don't pretend, though. You actually got to be like this girl. Because I ain't going to fuck around with you if you ain't. He takes the day off of work and he actually just goes and lives life, reads Shakespeare in the park, goes to a really good little diner and just sits and has a really awesome conversation. Isn't like every guy want that? Don't you want that? Don't you want that real relationship where you like can't wait to see this person? Sounds fun. We're back in the day when they used to do like Golden Globes and all those cool awards and that best kiss. This one probably won best kiss, I would imagine. It's like they're like, oh, wah, wah, wah. yeah, wah, wah, wah. <laughs> it's like one of those like very passionate. So I'm saying about these characters, these two must have had like insane chemistry in real life. All right, her analogy about getting, like, saved by a knight storming the castle with a sword drawn. And she's upset because he's like, I'll put you up in a condo. And she can't connect the dots that it's, like, the modern-day knight putting her up in a condo. It's like, what's he supposed to do? Like, there's not, like, an evil dragon he needs to slay he doesn't even have a spot to hold a sword so like he's gonna pull a sword out and do what with it (laughs) right like she should just appreciate the fact this dude is the knight saving her from her situation 
Come on, freaking Julia. Julia Gulia, dude. I've never treated you like a prostitute. You just did. That's sad. She's being bought. He's getting her the apartment and the condo. That's why he's not the knight, because the knight would swoop her up, put her in his on his horse and ride away, and they'd be together. He wouldn't hide her and realize it was some separate condo. So, yeah. He's like the knight storming without the sword, and the dragon just comes out and eats him. <laughs> Girls are so thrown off by good guys that want to treat them good that they just assume these guys are going to break their heart. Like, she's so ready to run from this guy because she tell she can tell, like, how deep the connection could get. And then he has the capability to break her heart. What's that song? I was listening to a song today where I was talking about, um, basically, you don't want to let somebody in too close because then that person is going to be the person that you allow to break your heart. There's only a few people that can really, really break your heart. And so you can, a lot of people want to avoid those people that have the capability to break their heart. So they don't want to attach themselves too early, even though they could be missing out on something amazing. She has to get a name for who it's worked out for when you go after something like that. She says, Cinderella. <laughs> because it's like a fairy tale. You get it? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I think my favorite part of the whole movie is when he kicks everybody out of the conference room and he sits down with the old man and he makes a deal that's good for both of them and his friend. It's somebody he knows. It's a friend of his. He does the right thing. And the old man says to him, this is going to be hard to say without coming across condescending. But I'm proud of you. Like it takes a lot to do the right thing with a lot of pressure to do the wrong thing. So congratulations to you, sir, Edward. You really stepped it up. Way to go, buddy. She brought out the simple side of him where he wants to go walk in the grass barefoot. That's what we all want. We all want to get in touch with our younger selves. The side of us that just lived life. Fuck yeah. That was Tyler. Kid. The part where little Georgie Costanzi tries to rape her. Whew. What a douchey asshole move. And then how he throws him out and says, it's the kill you love. I've made you a ton of money. Like, isn't that true? Like, have you gotten what you set out to do? And you're just like, you're happy. You have your house and your cars and everything you ever wanted. But you're just like addicted to more and more and more. You know what I've realized? Getting divorced and living in an apartment and like living on less than I've ever had is I've never felt more alive having nothing. So maybe your pursuit of happiness should be changed from possessions and changed to inner inner growth and compassion and understanding towards others. Oh, freaking movie. <laughs> Not all guys hit. He has to actually say that to her. Not all guys hit. How many girls, like, I hope that there's so many girls listening to this that, like, get out of bad relationships. You getting hit? Somebody hitting you is not normal. Don't let that happen. Don't, like, ever, ever, ever sell yourself short of who you really are. What more? How much more do you want? She wants more out of the relationship. And he says impossible relationships. He attracts impossible relationships. Why is it bad to want more, though? Why can't you want more? Somebody can give more. Why can't you want more? 
All right, she decided it's better to leave because she can't get more, and he thinks it's impossible. And then the song that's it must have been love, but it's over now. You guys know what I'm talking about. There's some falsetto for you. Enjoy. Sad. The friend that. It's sad when somebody takes off and the friend feels like they're getting left behind. But her friend's a good friend. Seems like she's like happy for her to have a better life. So those are the friends you're looking for. When you start to grow and you start to achieve things and realize dreams, who's still there encouraging you? And who is jealous and like wishes that things weren't going good for you? You don't want those people. What happened after he climbed up the tower and rescued her? She rescues him right back. That's a good ending. All right, my overall recap of this movie is I liked it. It's very good. I thought that the characters were great. The acting was really good. The chemistry was really good. And then the story, like, it's just, I just wish people, like, everybody saw this and knew, I, like, I think we all know that this is, like, a real thing. Like, this, we don't see it happen very often because there's not that many people that go after it. And so, for me to watch these movies, it's like, what if all the guys became sensitive to girls? And what if the girls became sensitive to the guys? And, like, really try to understand each other. So, for me, here's my big takeaways. Girls love to feel, like, appreciated. They love to feel, like, taken care of. And then they love to feel like you are, like, super proud of them. And to not put them down or make them feel, like, lower than you. They want to feel, like, even with you. And so, and then guys want to feel appreciated and want to also feel surprised and like have pleasant surprises and have uh, have genuine connection as well. So overall, great movie. Um, hopefully you guys liked all my crazy thoughts. I kind of went on forever, but that's what I do. So <laughs> we'll see what's next one. Love you guys. Bye.